Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week, we're speaking to Sinead, a speaker and advocate for mothers and carers in the disability community. This podcast contains truth, laughter, and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. We are remote because I have a tickle in my throat and we learnt something in the last couple of years, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. Stay stay home when you've got a tickle. <laughs> <laughs> we could start another oh. wave of something in the eastern suburbs oh, of Melbourne and we're not going to do that. So. And I was just like, okay, I'm not coming. No, it's so great now because remember, I feel like pre-pandemic, I felt like I would have had to soldier on too. Like, yeah, come on, I suck it up. You should have to. Yeah, now we're like, oh, okay, I'm actually, I'm not sick sick, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's better. Something's and, brewing, you can rest. Yes. For the weather chat, it is so warm. Oh, my gosh, Melbourne. It's just like a, I don't know, it's it's good to be alive. It really, everyone in Melbourne's happy. We've got a week, a week over 20. Yeah, I was. I worked with a beautiful pea in Perth yesterday, and she's like, uh, "Just showing you, it's raining now, so it's coming." <laughs> <laughs> well, really just my spirits. <laughs> I'd say a whole week on the bomb, and I believe them. Oh yeah, I'm like cracking open all the summer dresses. Oh, the windows on in the house yep. are open. Oh, the toes are out, Kate. The toes are out. Mandy's in her Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Enough yeah. about us and weather. Yes, yes. We have got a gorgeous guest today who we met on her podcast a couple of years ago. Yes. yes. How long ago yes. was that? Um, three or four years ago. Really? Yeah, you guys were uh, only in it about six or six or eight months. I don't. Yeah. You haven't cracked a year, I don't believe. Oh, yeah. Maybe early 2020, early pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, say hello and introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, I'm Sinead. Um, I am a P because my son has Down syndrome and autism. Mm. He is 15. I, don't, I can't believe he's 15. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How weird is it when they get above about 12? Yes. Mm, yes. Mm. It's a very different world. It really is. Um, 
and yeah, he's a delight. He's a, oh, he's, he is a complete and utter delight. Um, and so, yes, I am, I'm a P because of him. Um, but I also have two other children and married, um, and now living in Australia, but we have lived when I started my podcast, I was in the U S mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. You're in America yeah. when I spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's maybe ask our questions and then we'll get into it, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll ask the first one. Do you have a song or a band or music that you love, you listen to in the good times or pumps you up in the bad times? I tried to think about this. I'm I'm one of those girls that listens to everything. Yeah, good. Um, And now I have a 13-year-old daughter. It is kind of dictated to Taylor Uh, Swift. You are in your Taylor Swift era. Mm. We really are. So, um, Which isn't a bad that, thing either. You know what? It's not. And I have to say, what was her song? It used to pump me up a lot. Um, We're never getting back together. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one that, like, the, say, like to the haters and stuff. I can't and remember it. The going to hate, 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 hate. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Shake it and off. That used, that's the shake it off. And I that was something that I used to listen to a lot, especially when we just moved to America and I'd be like walking into meetings having no idea what the hell I was doing. Mm. And I'd just be like, hey, let's throw that one on. So mm, wow. how it is at the moment, I'd say. Yeah. What about did you win any awards at school? Okay. I saw this question and I've listened to your podcast enough to know that this question was coming. <laughs> I did win ribbons for swimming. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. That was as far as we got with awards for me. I usually got the opposite of an award. Mm. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you chat a lot in class? Yeah, and I was very naughty. I was very, very naughty. <laughs> you just didn't like school or you found it hard or? You know, in hindsight, um, I've got ADHD mm. and I learn differently. Yeah, of course. Amazing. Revelations. Yeah. And, I talked, yeah. I t- and I talked way too much. But I was like, ha-ha, I've got a podcast now. I know. So um, so you sort of answered why you're a P before, didn't you? Yes. So um, let's launch in. Let's say... Okay, so let's go back to your pregnancy with your beautiful Torrin, isn't it? Yeah. And you were living in Australia or America? Okay, this is where my I start, my life starts sounds starts sounding a bit wild. Yeah, that's good. We've, I mean, I love a bit of wild. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I was living in London when we fell pregnant, mm. and then we found out. So the night before I found out I was pregnant, we actually had stayed up all night drinking. Right, yes. Yep. Um, as you do. And I, um, we had planned our route back to Australia because we were at that point where it was like we either invest here in the next, like, you know, four or five years, mm. um, and I desperately wanted out of my advertising career, or we leave and we take a massive adventure home. Mm. So I got off the bus and threw up on the way to work the next morning. And you were like, like hungover or? Mm. Yeah, I don't usually throw up on this much. Mm. Um Went home and we found out I was pregnant. So um, our big adventurous plan, you know, climbing to Everest Base Camp, all those things all changed. That all got thrown out the window. That plan was not (laughs) to happen. Um, And we took off to Thailand and travelled around Thailand for six months and Torin was actually born in Bangkok. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. So So, did you have like you know, prenatal classes and all of that, or did you just sort of be- wing it? Yeah, but no, we went, we winged it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are prenatal classes? <laughs> we, did do, we did do birthing classes yeah. in, in the UK um, and we did have a doula in Bangkok. Um, but we, I remember about a week before he was born and he was a, he was a post-birth diagnosis. Right. right. I'm kind of going, I've done so much preparation for this birth, I have no idea what to do when he's born. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that what happens though? <laughs> Yes. I was thinking about it the other day because, you know, of all the other things, if you're going to have your appendix out, 80% of the time it will go a certain way. Yes, they might, yeah. something might go wrong, they might nick a bowel, the appendix might burst, blah, blah, blah. There's always the unknown. But with childbirth, 80% of the time it goes the other way. Like there's no way of knowing. So as women, and fair enough because it's happening to our bodies, we get obsessed with that one day. And you can't, yeah. I don't even know if you can see past it 
to decide if you believe in sleep settling or bassinets or co-sleeping. You can't. You can. mm. No, no. Um, yeah, so I kind of I remember rushing out to the uh, expat sort of shopping centre and buying a book. I can't remember what the book was. And just going, I, I guess I better know what to do afterwards. And, of course, we were travelling, so he didn't even actually have a cot. He had a portable, this, like, tiny little portable bassinet thingy so that we had in the apartment that we were, which, you know, was kind of like an Airbnb that he mm. was coming home to. Very minimal clothes because we were travelling. We didn't mm. know yet. That's hot. Um, so, yeah, and then he was born. <laughs> so. Um, and what happened after he was born? He was not diagnosed immediately. There was, it was a very, I have to say it was actually a very luxurious birthing experience. Um, and, you know, there was no one yelling. There was no, it was, we were in a dark room. We couldn't have the water birth that we had intended because the power had gone out and the generator wouldn't, of course. Wouldn't fill the bath water, but mm. he, um, it was very luxurious, very like amazing hospital. And the, uh, he was born by torch because I wanted a calm birth. And so, and the midwife just hummed to tell me to push. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It was very, calm, no bright lights, no nothing. And that was, you know, this, that was not unstandard there. That was very like normal okay. kind of practice for the expats of course because I was in an expat hospital um you know not a local hospital my dad was like you know is it going to be a it's not going to be like a dirt floor or something I was like dad oh my god it's (laughs) it's it's not like that like um and so yeah it was beautiful um and then a couple of he just had a little bit of fluid on his lungs Mm -hmm. and that was that was it and he wasn't it was about three days after he was born one of the doctors came in and um I was in that, like, you know, newborn bubble of, like, all the hormones and it was, like, all, like, you know, Mm, mm. um, all the wonderful things. And the doctor who was Thai and just looked at him and said, I signed some paperwork. I had no idea what I was signing. And she goes, oh, and I was like, oh, what's that for? And she goes, oh, this is for the, and I'm not going to, because we all know it's offensive now to put Mm. on, like, the Asian accent, but she was like, you know, this is, um, this is genetic testing. He has funny eyes, so we're just testing. Oh. And, and had you the- thought anything? I knew. I okay. actually knew. I'm, I'm very intuitive and, you know, this goes to what I practice now as in professionally. professionally. But um, I'm very intuitive and I remember the first scan that we had looking at the scan and thinking there's something up and I don't know what I'm even looking at, but there's, wow. some- there's something different here. Mm. And... Um, we had tested for Down syndrome. We had tested, you know, done the, like, as you sign your paperwork away, like mm-hmm. nonchalant, like, yeah. you know, especially 15 years ago, it was like, so um, nothing was ever flagged during the pregnancy. And it was, yeah, it was just, <laughs> they thought he had slightly funny eyes mm-hmm. that gave it away. Cause he didn't, he didn't have any of the other indications for Down syndrome. And when he was born, I remember looking at him and thinking, Again, I don't know what I'm looking at, but mm. there's something there. Mm. And throughout my pregnancy thinking, we don't know anyone that's had a child with a disability um, or with Down syndrome, we're going to know someone that does soon. Ah, mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah, and I just knew. I just knew mm. there was something, you know, mm. obviously I was carrying him, so there was something in my body that was telling me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so while it was a shock, at the same time I already knew. Mm. Yeah, but it's still a shock, isn't it? Oh, not yeah. my socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still a. Shock. My legs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. and we didn't know anyone that had Down syndrome. We didn't know what any of that meant. We had no idea. So it was all very, very new. So they um, did the test, and then had. Did you go home, and then they got back to you, or? Yeah, it took ten days from memory, but I remember. I remember the doctor saying, like, if we think that he has it, the likelihood is that he has it. Yes, right. Yeah, and he wasn't latching on um, for yeah. breastfeeding and, you know, mm, a couple mm. of, like, little towels were starting to mm. see. Mm, so mm. We, we knew, but the confirmation of it was, of course, at that moment very de- devastating for us mm. um, and for our family as well, like extended family. Mm, um, mm. And none of them could come and see you, give you a cuddle, give him a cuddle. God! <laughs> Can I? <laughs> God. 
it all worked out exactly divinely how it was meant to happen because my mum lost her entire proverbial yeah. Yeah. And was they were all so devastated that yeah. they didn't see the joy, right? Yes. My my brain works very quickly in certain situations, and I remember speaking to our doula like a week and a half later, and I was like, "So you know, we never thought necessarily that he might be a doctor, but maybe he's going to be like a special Olympian." Yeah. You know, we just have to shift our goals now of what we what we thought of a life. And mm. I also remember saying, like, you know, this is now we're having three children instead of two, and my husband's sitting there just going, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what "Hang on a second, <laughs> his brain not working as quickly as mine." And I had already, like, I clearly hadn't discussed any of this with him, and I was like, "So now we're having three kids, and now we're." Like, <laughs> um because I just saw I had very quickly wrapped my head around well okay this is just a different path and I remember Mm. speaking to my best friend on the phone about four days after the initial um he could have down syndrome and just saying I have been looking in life for something and I didn't know what it was I knew that I had a calling and I didn't know what it was and I think this is it Mm. so yeah beautiful boy and yeah. so you took him home and you loved him up and then you got the official, did they ring you? Did you have to go in for an appointment? We, yeah, we went in for an appointment and it was so funny. Um, in hindsight, I think the doctor had autism mm. um, because he was so amazing with Torrin and then he looked at us and it was just like dead right. Mm, okay. <laughs> there was no connection but when you looked and it's funny when you see pediatricians like that isn't mm. it they have such an amazing like well some of them have an amazing connection with the children and Which then the parents what you sort of need as well yeah yeah, yeah. and then they speak to the parents and they're just like yeah mm. interesting very mm. methodical yeah so um we were just so fortunate that we were just in this love bubble of our own mm. and there was nobody coming in and ruining that. True. Yeah. No, it was just everything was just beautiful and amazing and we were surrounded in a beautiful, amazing community as well. The hospital um, introduced us to a nurse that was working in the cardiac unit. I had forgotten about all this. Um, and she had a son with Down syndrome and he at the time was like 18 years old, I think. And so um, she told us about all the wonderful things that he could yes. do. Yes. Mm. And he was a photographer and she just was like, you know, you just love him. Yeah, yes. That's right. It's so instead of him. like being handed all these like doomsday, nobody yeah. said to us like your life is some of the stories I heard with my guests on the podcast and stuff. I just. From yeah. the profession. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. What the parents were told and how they were told. And we, I think of how we found everything out in our journey with it. And we were just so blessed Mm, because we didn't have. That's how it should be. Yes. Because we're so terrified of disability. We're so terrified. And so it, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. Um, speak pipe us doctors but do they give you lessons on how to talk to parents about stuff like this because it's it's a precious precious baby that's even more loved in that moment so yeah yeah. exactly and yeah and we we, I mean we did have the like we're so sorry like you know because especially in third world countries children with disabilities aren't exactly well it's funny it's they're revered because it's like a gift from God in a lot of missions. Mm. It's thought of that this is like a, a, a gift, but then you know, also in some third world countries, they're not left, you know, they're left in the back of the house kind of thing and not left to leave the house. Well, much. I think in some so, developing countries, if you can't earn money, that's right, it's, it's diabolical. And so yeah. that's why we are so grateful to live in a country that has a welfare system. Exactly. And mm. so it was um, it was interesting to see the reverence that we were given, but also at the same time a doctor apologising to us. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but we didn't have the, we didn't have some of the things that yeah. I heard on our podcast. And when yeah. did you decide to come back here to Australia? So, well, we were, all, we were on our route back. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so we just shortened our trip because we were meant to go to Vietnam and visit friends afterwards. And instead of going to Vietnam, we just hung out in Thailand for like six to eight weeks and then we came home. Mm. Right. Parents. And we moved to Melbourne. Right. Ah. Yes. And then we lived there for like five, six years. Right. And then we moved to the US. So you did all your early intervention here? Yes. What yep. was that like? It was really good. I didn't know what to expect and I don't know what it's like now, um, but Down syndrome didn't receive funding back mm. then. There was no NDIS. There was none of, there was none of that. So we, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember, but I do remember that we had like, we went to twice a week kind of like aqua stuff and we went to like play groups, but the play groups were kind of like led by a physio, I think. Yep, yep. Right. Um, so, yeah, so the the early intervention was pretty good from memory, um, but, and it's also different now, um, but we felt very supported in the first year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But after he turned two, I think, from memory, um, there was no funding and we couldn't get him an autism diagnosis. Right. Yeah. Too charming. Mm. He 100% has autism, mm. right. but in those days, in those early days, we couldn't get yeah. any. It was very stereotypical, whatever. Yes. Yeah. And he's a very charming kid. Mm. Um, and his speech apraxia wasn't diagnosed. None of the none of the things that we have had a diagnosis for were diagnosed in those early days because there's not a lot of kids that have Down syndrome in Australia. And this is something that I saw in the US where the population is so much significantly huger like yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia is like the state of Florida and there's yes. like other states yes <laughs> so the knowledge that you can get from doctors they have a bigger exposure on it you know so here mm. the doctors weren't as exposed and we had an older pediatrician who we trusted um but he was older so he had some kind of some of the older yes thoughts yes he was very comforting he was very uh, we had a lot of trust in him, but he would dismiss certain things like that's just Down syndrome, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas with hindsight and with new research and with new things, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, so was that was that part of the reasoning to move to the US, or was it a I job opportunity? Or my husband works in tech, so he right. got he got offered a job in Silicon Valley. It was one of his dreams. Wow. Um, so I. I <laughs> I was. I remember saying to him, like, no. Yeah, please. No. <laughs> we have just got our feet beneath us because our yeah. second daughter, while I'm part of the P's because of Torrin, our mm. second daughter was actually born at 28 weeks. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes, gosh. So we had a preemie. We'd had a preemie who had had three months in the NICU, and then mm -hmm. my dad had passed away, and then we had a third who we almost wow. lost at 23 weeks, and so I was on bed rest for three for three months with him, and so then we finally got our feet beneath us, and my husband's like, do you want to move to America? And you're like, no, I don't even want to go to Woolies, to be perfectly fucking honest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get out of bed, mate. Yeah, I just, the thought of getting to the airport is terrifying <laughs> enough. I was, like, I was just like, I don't, I don't know what planet you're on. <laughs> I mean, like, there's as much as I mock it, there is some amazing joy in the fact that they can actually consider it. Because if the offer had come to you, you wouldn't have you just gone by, hung up. But actually, yeah. it wasn't a bad thing, was it? You liked living there. No, I love no. I loved, hated it. I did not love California. Um, I loved living in Seattle, loved Seattle. Right. I could have easily stayed. Yep. Um, just the mountains, the water, the people, it's California I didn't overly love. Um, I'm just, watching Virgin River at the moment. I mean, it's sort of up that way. <laughs> uh, I've not watched it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in the episode I'm watching, it's burning, but yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Seattle's just, uh, it's, it's absolutely, it's God's country as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And it's, one it's colder, the, isn't it? And I love the cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's seasons there, autumn yes. leaves and the occasional dusting of snow and, yeah. Oh, it's stunning. And um, the water is just so fresh. Mm. Um, but also the people, you know, the people in Seattle is, um, 
it's just a beautiful place. And mm. they say the Pacific Northwest chill, like the people aren't as friendly, but uh, Silicon Valley is a rat race. It's a very, yeah. very, very, very busy, massive opportunity, massive scale, um, concrete jungle. I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, and right, it's very, okay. But it I just, you know, it was amazing while we lived there. I was happy to say goodbye. Yep. So how long were you there? We were in um, San Francisco, like Silicon Valley, uh, four years, okay. and then in Washington for three. Right. So, um, yeah, and it was the right time to leave. Mm. So did you have a home here? Like what were you coming back to or, you know, like? No, um, yeah, COVID really ruined our plan. Yes. <laughs> really, yeah. only you, most people sell to it. <laughs> I thrive. Yeah, I, I mean, Mandy and I loved it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think back longingly to those days. <laughs> you know, because um, we always had this plan that the kids were going to spend, you know, because you get 11 weeks school holiday. Mm. We were going to come back and find a house and, you know, the kids were going to get to know Australia because they were very young when they yeah, moved over. Of course, over. yeah. And, um, and, you know, Torrin struggled with the accent, the Australian accent. Like he really? at school, all his therapists, everyone had American accents. Of he course. Was, he had all of his speech therapy was done with American yeah. accents. There were things that I had not forethought, which wouldn't have stopped our adventure anyway. But, you know, he all of his learning for money, for, you know, saying. Of course. Yeah, miles, oh. kilometres. Yeah. Yeah, everything was taught in America. So we had had this, like, idea to move back. That's not how it happened. Mm. The kids had no expo exposure to America, to Australia for two years, and then we came back in a yeah. pandemic. Yeah. So, um, it was really hard for Torrin initially because words like cafeteria mm. is not the tuck shop, no. you know, and even like in high school, he was, he had started middle school and high school looks very different to middle school here. And culturally yeah. it's, it is, it's, we all speak English, but culturally it's very different. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that moving over. Right. Well, we all watch a Brady Bunch, right? So we think, oh, we know America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And we all have this idea of what America is and it's it's very different. Of course. So and what? it's different places where, you know, New York's very different to there. Texas. Exactly. How did you find some people over there? Yeah. What, how did you find friends? How did, how did you find schooling? Oh, mate, look, <laughs> my only – returning has been different because – my only understanding of schooling is the American system. As as a mother, um, it's very intense. There is a lot. There is a lot. It's very involved as a parent. Here or there? There. Right. You, you, there, there is a celebration at the opening of an envelope. Right. I am telling you, there is like Valentine's Day stalls at schools. There is Teacher Appreciation Day. There is Hanukkah. There is Christmas. There is Easter. There is spring fling there is fall festival there is like wow. you are involved in all of it Labor Day week. weekend all of it yeah there's halloween there's thanksgiving there's christmas like it's like there's never ending celebration and i miss it because the one thing it built as exhausting as it was yes. was community yeah community i think in australia if you don't start at a school in their very early years and yes. continue in that suburban area and schooling system, it's very hard to it make friends. Some schools are better at, you know, grade five parent coffee, but once you get to high school, there's nothing. Forget about it. Yeah. And it is, I think it is a real shame and loads of people do move states or change, you know, schools at at high school and it's, it's hard for the parents to make friends. Yeah, but, you know, at the other side of the spectrum, I... I'm relieved to not have all of these. Oh, gosh, yes, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot to keep up with. It was a celebration. I, I grew to love it um, within what it was because I realised once I got past the exhaustion of it and they're like, are you kidding me? Are we doing another stall? Are and we doing people another working stall? full time. How do these parents do it? Um, look, we lived in a community where there was a lot of 
not two parent right. households. Right. Um, so there was a lot of like the mums were staying home, but there was also, you know, equally you were just as busy. Um, oh, yeah, no, but I'm just still like, yeah, you, I don't know how you do I'm it. I'm not really prepared at the time. I just mm. don't know. But they, they, it happens. But I, I, I'm equally relieved to not have that level of yes. having to read a dictionary. And is this mainstream schooling? Like was Torrin in mainstream? Yes. He was completely mainstreamed over there and still is here to within the scope of what's available. Um, yeah, he was completely mainstream. Look, we had a very... We went. You don't move. You don't move internationally if you're not moving with um, money. Yeah. You're not. You're not moving over to a job that's not going to pay of well. Course, so my, of course. My husband was paid. What like he was earning really well there. Mm. We didn't have. You know, we were mid, upper middle class. I'd say. We. You know. We. So we had. We had a nice. We lived in a nice area. We had great health insurance. Right. We yeah. had. Um, we had those privileged benefits and I know that you have a lot of listeners that are in the US so I'm very conscious and cognitive <clears throat> to not um yeah. disrespect some of the people that don't have the great health insurance and, s- and so forth but we had a phenomenal experience there and um we it, and it's been an adjustment culturally returning it's just different um you know and I think it's been really wonderful, the exposure that we had there, because it's also given me <clears throat> the advocacy for our return as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I try, I try not to. I think there's there's benefits with America, huge benefits within America, within the schooling system for depending on your state. Yeah. We weren't living in Texas. We weren't living in Florida. We were mm. living in Washington State and California, where the, mm. where the advocacy, the legislation, the education system is of a higher standard. You go to some of the other states that don't have the same legislation or they don't have the same standard of education or they don't have the same money mm. and you have a very, very different experience. Mm. Um, and even down to the teacher in the classroom. Of course. If you have a crap teacher in the classroom, you're going to have a crap year. Every yeah. Is the same. Mm. yeah. So... But we we had a really wonderful experience, and um, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. It was it was wonderful, and Torin was so supported, and it was really <coughs> amazing. Um, but you know, we're also glad to be back. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your husband... Did he then get a job offer back in Australia or did, were you like, it's time, COVID has made us realise that we miss being close to family, like the kids are growing yeah. up and want them to grow up in Australia? I always had a kind of like an, a cutoff point that I said to my husband that we should move when our daughter starts high school. Right. Right. Because of her age, that whole like icky, like moving her in the middle of puberty kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, moving in yes. the halfway through year nine. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of the, and also, you know, my mum recently passed away and Mm. we were very cognizant of her frail health and COVID, we couldn't get into the country. Yes. Like, you know, if she passed away, I had to make a, I had to reconcile that we couldn't return. Yes. Yes. So um, that was kind of the, okay, let's, let's cut this off now and we'll, we'll go back. Hmm. And so apart from the cultural language um, things, what's been great about being back in Australia? Um, Being able to be with family, definitely. Um, 
it's a it's less politically led and less um yep you know there's a lot going on in america at the moment mm-hmm. and there has been for the last couple of years so mm-hmm. to not have that energy mm. you know, in the background constantly that's that's nicer it's it's a lot it's a bit more it's a bit calmer in australia yeah. with things yeah. so which comes with blessings and sometimes not so because sometimes you want to put a fire under someone and then <laughs> to get yeah. something done <laughs> laid back people true. Yeah. very true yeah but i want to hear about when you started your podcast and how did you get that going and what made you decide to do that and when did you start it yeah i can't remember when i started it it was 20, it was 2020 because you guys were one of the first people, uh, one of the first guests. Um, do you know, I just, there wasn't much around. I think it was the same as you guys. There wasn't much around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? there wasn't. Um, I wanted to hear, I had, ex- if I backtrack before the podcast, I had actually already started speaking about stress and anxiety and mental health and physical well-being of parents within our community mm. because I had experienced burnout. I pushed myself so hard on the move to America and after, you know, we just had three different, very different pregnancies with difficult Yes. Mm-hmm. My yeah. dad had passed away and then we moved to moved country mm. and it was like I burnt out. And I yeah. was like, I started studying nutrition because I'd always had an interest and I got diagnosed with autoimmune disease and all these things. And I was like, surely there's got to be other parents that are struggling the way I'm struggling with a child with a disability that are experiencing this, but who's talking about it? There is nobody talking about it. Like what is wrong with people that they could don't talk up and speak about how hard it is. Mm. That was in California I hate it nothing was ever hard everything was peachy I was like it's not they sucks the dog just shat in my car yeah yeah it's (laughs) okay to say bad things happen yeah yeah everything was always peachy and I'd be standing there going I am pulling my hair out today I this is not peachy um and so I was just like and then I started researching more like what is why are we not speaking about it what are the side effects of all of this stress that we're having? And every time I kept on coming back, I was seeing that there was like, you know, autoimmune diseases, cancer, marriage uh, breakdowns, marriage breakdowns, all of the things. And I was like, this is hard. This is all hard and nobody's speaking about it. So I started speaking about that. And then I also realized there's also this huge positive that comes out of having a child with a disability. There's, there's a huge, like, we're exposed to this amazing community of women that are warriors, mm-hmm. of children yes. that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we, there's all of these, like, opportunities where we grow. Like, there's women in the U.S. that are, like, changing legislation. I know, within the, amazing like, women. Like, there are so many people, like, doctors that are stepping up, like, women that are st- stepping up to, like, advocate for our children, for our communities. Mm. They never would have had we had these opportunities because of of being exposed to these communities. And I was like, we've got to, like, lift these women up more. We've got to speak about the amazingness of the opportunities and the exposure that we receive because we get to see these, like, beautiful worlds we, we get to see the inside of a lot of hospitals, but we also get to see the the amazingness that comes out of it and we get to view life through this completely different lens. Yeah. And I, I think, get all Yeah, no. I mean, obviously Mandy and I very passionate 100% <laughs> agree. But I think the yeah. other thing that's – I don't even know the word for it or if there is a word for it, maybe there's a word for it in another language, but the only word I can think of is to be seen and so mm. it's not saying my life is bad, yours is good, yours is good, or you know, yeah. yours is bad, mine's good. It's none of that. It's just being seen and and I don't want anything to be changed or fixed. I mean, sure, I would like legislation changed and things like that, but I think when Mandy and I used to speak or I'd speak to other parents, I'd be like, oh, this person sees me yes. and then you feel less lonely. Yeah. And there is just power in being seen even if for a lot of the time – Nothing changes. Yeah. And I think also I am naturally a glass half full. Mm. So I was immediately trying to look for, okay, this is hard. And I was doing all the research about like 
early death and dementia and I was like this all makes sense but there's got to be something good here so I started seeking out these women that were making the changes Mm -hmm. because I also wanted to inspire other women and to to be seen to see other women doing it to also give myself that drive to do it as well Mm. yeah um and so yeah I wanted to highlight that that you know there is this extra burden and I don't like to call it a burden but there's this extra stress this extra like load that we carry but can something amazing come from that yeah hard isn't bad no say all the time but it's still hard 100% okay and so I think if people you know run a marathon people are like wow you put all that training in you did all that that and it's hard I don't think anyone runs a marathon even the fittest person on the planet they still say that's hard yes but that's not bad I mean I think it's bad I think it'd be terrifying if I had to do that but I appreciate that so I think the same goes with different levels of parenting or other things that happen in your life Exactly. At the moment, it's hard. I don't want sympathy. I would like the marathon. Wow. Fuck. Go you. You're a legend. That's what I'd like. I'd like a bit of that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With genuine, not with a head tilt. No, no, genuine. Like, yeah. The head tilt. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that's what I think I hope that has come from this podcast anyway. Yeah, and that's and that was why I started my Mm. podcast was highlighting women that had started charities or changed legislation. Mm. Women like yourself that had started this podcast who had built an amazing community that had shone a light in a space that needed the light to be shone because Mm. it's not dark. It's not darkness. It's not awfulness. It's not um, like there. Yes. But like you said, Mandy, um, sorry, Kate, the other things in life happen that are really, really hard. And this is something that I've been sitting with a lot since Mm. our return to Australia. Mm. I took a sabbatical just before we left America and I I announced on the podcast that it was pausing. And I thought in my head six months, Mm. six months, because I just, I'm carrying too much stress right now with the move in the pandemic. can't take on clients. I can't hold space for people right now because mm. I have so much going on myself. I've got to take my own advice. So I, I pressed pause and I was like, okay, it's only going to be six months. And then a year and I was like, okay, it's only going to be, it may, maybe I'll start it again in a couple of months. And then we kept, all these life things kept happening. Yes. Since and it's almost two years now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you can press record whenever you want. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. Exactly. But what it was, was I realized, um, and I think, you know, both of us, all of us have children that are older and we look at these trailblazers that are coming kind of behind us. Like we've, we've built a bit of a path and, you know, they're coming up behind us. So, and there are definitely trailblazers that were ahead of us without a doubt. Um, But you don't realize when you're like blazing down these trails that you're, parents are going to die and then that is going to bring a huge amount of stress or anxiety or grief and you're still juggling this life that is very 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 full and now you've got even more and that has been where I have been really sitting in this past two years my husband was incredibly sick with um, pharmaceutical toxicity and ended up with psychosis lost his job um got made redundant I should say didn't lose his job um and I still was juggling a child with a disability and that doesn't change yeah 
And how do you do that? And that's where I sort of see myself building forward, like, okay, you know, these are areas that also still need to be discussed, that we still have life. I mean, you guys have been experiencing, you know, marriage breakdowns and sick partners as well and things like that. And it's like that's the these are things that life still happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, it it does. does. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I think it happens with, and I'm not just talking about having children with a disability. That's just my story. I think it happens with less in the tank. Yes. you know, I think you're like, oh, this big event's happened. Like, you know, my mum is not well or whatever. I'm making that up. Yeah. I probably have less in the tank at the moment because of my life. So, yes, how do we resource that and how are we okay? I was talking to a friend recently and she was saying something about how busy everything was and, um, you know, something's going on with one of her children at the moment that's, you know, sometimes there's nowhere to go. You're like, I don't know who to talk to about this. No one, you know. And so I was talking to her about it. I was like, I don't know either, but I'll listen. And um, she said something about the fact that, oh, I love that often when, because we we FaceTime, she's like, you're having a cup of tea. And I said, I just refuse to be the person who won't let myself have a cup of tea anymore. Like Mm. I was that person for, I reckon, 28 years. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, Kate, you deserve a cup of tea doesn't yes. matter if that takes five minutes out of your day but for a long time I couldn't do that I couldn't give yes. it to myself right and so I know there are people listening who can't but I'm like yeah I used to feel guilty about having a cup yeah. of tea and so I think you have to while I don't you know I always see those memes you can't empty from your cup if it's not being filled up you can actually you can. this is a fucking lie you really can <laughs> you <So>. really can <laughs> maybe you men can. can't but women can <laughs> Women can. <laughs> I think the unfortunate thing is that you do pay for it in the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But you, there's also, there's no choice. So that's, that is a, you sort of lose some of your power from that, but you gain more power because you're like, no one, I could, I wouldn't believe that I've been able to do what I've done. Like it's, it's not empowering at the time, but it's empowering later. And you think, Wow. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I think if, something that's I also found in my own journey is when we do talk about choice and it's there is always a choice, even if that the alternative of what you're choosing is something that you think is the most outrageous, ridiculous, mind-boggling idea of like, you know, well, I I remember thinking I didn't want a child with a disability. My choice was that I gave him up for adoption. Yeah, and you're like, that's not a that's, choice. That's not a choice. Yeah, I love that. It's an option, but that's not the choice that I would make. So I actually I did choose, you know. So the like while we say we didn't have that choice, we don't. There was no there was no choice. The the choice was a, the most awful idea in the planet of the earth and I, I don't want that yeah. but what I do want is to be able to give my best and do my best and mm. this is the choice and that actually gave me a lot of power when I realized that actually even when I felt like I didn't have a choice the this the the route I took mm. was what felt like the only option to me because the alternative wasn't yeah you can think about it. Can't think about it. Yeah, palatable. That's a, that's a good one. Um, and I think it, even in that, it, that can be really empowering when we realise that, you know, using those resources and burning the candle at both ends is actually the the choice that I am choosing to make mm. right now because mm. that is the most powerful option that I have. And if someone else wants to make a choice that involves dropping me dinner or um, taking my kid out for an afternoon, I will let them make that choice as well. But, yes, it is on some level a choice. Recently I was telling my therapist that I feel powerless about a lot of things in my life and I probably haven't felt like this for a really long time. And she was like, first of all, I want to say, yes, you are really powerless. Second of all, write a list. Write all the things that you are powerless about and then find some things that you have power over. And even though the power list was much smaller, I felt so good writing it down. And then she's like, do a couple of them. Do them. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think it's easy to be, and I will say as a parent or a parent of children with disabilities, overwhelmed by the powerlessness. And then every now and again you're like, okay, I'm going to to take a little bit back or I'm going to try. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
where is it that I can exert oh. a bit of, <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes I think also when we're feeling overwhelmed because, oh my gosh, like coming back to Australia to the NDIS. Like, yeah, I was about to ask done. how did you grapple yeah. with that? I still can't get my head around it. And I, you know, I had to choose to sit that down. Yeah. I had to choose to put it down because my husband was so sick yeah. that I yes. couldn't. I had to I had to go, okay, what I, I often have said like our life in the last 18 months has been like an emergency um, room yeah. and I've been triaging the most urgent patient in that yeah. moment. Yeah, so tiring. And it is exhausting. Yeah. And um and so I just was like, okay, NDIS I have to just trust that I'm often getting the best advice and we're in the best we're being held in the best situation. And I'll come back to it when yeah. I can think. Yeah. It's so confusing. I think um, if we try to think of it on, on a long term, that's mm. what I try to do. Yes. I want this in the long term for my daughter. Mm. So mm. if I stuff it up this year or something doesn't quite happen that year, mm. it's okay. Mm. Yeah. After being now for sort of five or six years, yeah, rather than it doesn't have to be perfect. It's no. never going to be perfect. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. No. And it's, it's um, you know, I just... I literally still don't know what I'm doing. Our support worker the other day said, do you know what code I'm meant to be? I was like, I don't know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ask me about a code. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to go to the P assistant, Tanya, because that's the only person that knows anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. She'll tell you. <laughs> she, she said to me, like, can you, can you look it up for me? I was like, dude, no. <laughs> Got the code, my friend. I can't actually. <laughs> If you're going to put it on the invoice, you need to look up the code. Um, but I like to talk about having support workers in your house. I that is I, like my my home is a workplace that is really overwhelming for me when I stop and think about that. Mm. People walk into our house sometimes and they're just like, "This is chaos." I'm like, "Yeah." Oh. I see them leave with a glint in their eye, and I go, <laughs> "I walk them to the door, and I always thank them, and then I say, have a great day.'" <laughs> <laughs> I'm super grateful for them, but it is another level of oh, yeah. pressure. Of course. Our support worker actually said to me when she first started working with us, because we live semi-rural, um, and it, so it was hard to find anyone. And, again, it wasn't the top of my priority list at the time, but um, she came, we found her, but just such a blessing, we found her through Torrens. Uh, physiotherapist and she said she often used to go home for the first two months and say to her dad I don't know what to do for them but I'm just standing there looking at everything <laughs> I've got to do something <laughs> um, breath, mine fell on the ground laughing the other day as I ran to the toilet because I was going to wet my pants from laughter and I thought this is a moment where yeah. all Absolutely delighted yeah. by this person. Yeah. <laughs> that she fell on the ground laughing. Like we were just like. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, what? We wouldn't have it. Anyway. No, we wouldn't. Um, and how is Torin today? Like, I know you said he's homesick, but I mean, like, as a general rule, how is his life? 15 year old. How, yeah. what, what, like? Mm. I wouldn't mind to live a day in his life sometimes, I tell you. <laughs> um, he's great. Like, Good. he's really great. Um, he now understands Australian accents. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he just, God love him, he just used to look at us. People would speak speak to him when we returned and he would just look at us like, I can just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's great. He loves guitar. Mm. Uh, not guitar, sorry. He wants to learn guitar. He loves the drums. Oh. You'll often see in my stories on Instagram, he has his drumming lessons twice a week with his drumming teacher from the US. Awesome. Um, we do Zoom. And um, and they, he has so much bro love for that man. It's <laughs> Um, he counts down the days every week. Like oh, fantastic. Yep. How many sleeps until I oh. get to drop Aaron? And so he he's and now he's worked out, he's found on YouTube um drummers that drum to his favorite bands and do like, you know, they have the song playing in the corner and they do the drumming. So he gets on and he copies oh, them. Fantastic. God drum. bless YouTube. 
<clears throat> exactly. He's actually a really great drummer. So he's he's living his best life. We've got a big drum kit set up. We just got a new drum kit and he's he's doing really well. And he um semi loves school. Some days doesn't, some days he's fifteen. <laughs> that sounds like a fifteen year old, yeah. Exactly. And he's made some wonderful friends here in the support unit and um they've got wonderful families. So he's you know, he just loves life. He he's loves colouring in and he just is obsessed with his dad and he's yeah, he's just living. Go best. talk to your dad. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> his dad's always like the wasp bomb because Torin is a little bit obsessed with his dad. Um yeah. but you know, he just he's just living his best life and Good. he's he's a great kid. He really is a great kid. Good. Um and we're just so blessed and so so grateful to have him and everything that we have learnt along the way from him in our lives. He's just yeah. Awesome. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah. What, what do you think the future kind of looks like for you and your work? I don't want to put pressure on you, but I just, what do you think is bubbling away or is, is it still sabbatical? Because that is fair too. It is fair. Yeah. No, I am craving getting back to work. I miss, like, you know, I was in more regular contact with you guys. Like, I just the whole, I miss everything. I've got Mel who lives there, our, our friend Mel yes. Dimmitt. She's I we catch up for coffee because we're now neighbors basically, awesome. which was just such an amazing coincidence. Uh, because I met Mel when I lived in the US and now we live like 15 minutes from each other. Oh. Um, and Mel and I are often having a coffee and like brainstorming ideas. I have finally got to a place where my husband is well, touch wood, yes, the kids are sorted. I'm you know, my mum sadly did pass away, yeah. but I'm place in the group where I can actually think operate um and while I'm a bit burnt out I won't lie I am excited to slowly be returning so I'll be hosting um meditation classes online and in person I've studio in our garage um but there is I've got talk of a podcast I've been talking to Mel about a podcast idea that I have like a little mini series talking about life and you know, um, resources and things like that. So that's idea-wise bubbling and hopefully that will come out next year. And um, one of the things I wanted to share with your listeners actually is, um, you know, when I do talk about resources for ourselves, I always think they have to be simple. They have to be so simple to fit into our lives. You you know, like you were talking about the cup of tea, like creating that space for the cup of tea. And I remember um, discovering a a yoga that, a a meditation that you fall asleep to, literally. That sounds good. Everyone has space to fall asleep. We do it every single day. (laughs) And I remember hearing about this meditation and then I became a teacher in it and I wanted to be able to gift all of the listeners a free uh, meditation that you can just turn on and it really helps support our nervous systems. Mm. And you just turn it on and literally fall asleep for the night. Oh, that sounds that perfect. That sounds beautiful. Thank you. Yes, that sounds yeah. so good. So Better I'll... than falling asleep to true crime podcasts. Uh, not that I do that. <laughs> or ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I've done that too. But yeah. this, I just, you know, I, I always want us to be able to have opportunities to look after ourselves as best and as simply as possible. Mm. And, um, so I'll send you guys a link for that to oh, share. Yeah, we'll put yeah. it in the show notes or in our story or yep. something. Yep. Yep. Um, we'll put your Instagram. Is that the best place to find you? The only place to find me. And I'm only yep. over in my stories because I don't, I don't have time for posting or anything anymore. no time for the grid, people. It's changing anyway. People love the yeah. stories. People love the stories. Yeah, they do love the stories. Yep. And so, um, so yes, that's that's all going to be coming to fruition. I'm taking baby steps back into the workplace yeah. and back into advocating for all of us amazing carers and mums and and just, you know, highlighting how amazing our lives and full they can be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you. you're an adventurer, right? Yeah, you, are. you know, maybe, I more. But maybe <laughs> in the future there'll be space for you to do a bit more adventuring on something that, you know. I really don't plan for any more adventures. I'm like, <laughs> I'd like a boring, enough. boring place. I just like boring. Fair place. enough. I'm, 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 I'm manifesting a boring life moving forward. <laughs> Mediocre baby. I used to joke when I was about 20 and I used to say, on my gravestone it's going to say, Mandy, not a boring life. Well, Mandy, <laughs> that came true. <laughs> I manifested that one. Came true, right? Yeah. yeah. 
What did I know? I did not know anything. Well, thank you so much, yeah, Shanae. Thank you. It was so nice chatting. And thank you for cheering us on, coming to our live shows yeah. in Sydney, having us on your podcast. And, um, yeah, thank you for, you know, celebrating us as well. Yeah. So we're grateful to you. many more. I've got ideas, girls. I've got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel thank like you. I stayed in touch with you because I watch your Instagram stories. But yeah, I was like, same. I believe it's been that many years. But anyway. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm sorry it took us that long to get you on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm divine timing. Divine yeah. timing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we'll let you go and thank you so much. Enjoy your beautiful spring weather in your beautiful ideal rural australia yeah your house looks gorgeous yes it does i'm very glad yes it's a relief yeah, yeah. it is okay. yeah. yeah all right, all right. Well, thank you so much 